we would not be able to make it as worshippers of what God through if we decide we desire to be true worshippers of God we cannot be and also uh, we cannot aspire to be true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ if we fail to embrace his teaching possess his spirit and look and study the way he carried himself as our Lord. So, I would want to use the grace of God upon me to teach, explain Jesus Christ as an authority. To prevent or to uh, turn people away from worshiping church leadership and clergy. Because they are carrying themselves as authority, but they are not. Because if we read John 1.19, they went to ask John the Baptist about looking at his ministry, that are you the Christ? They asked him, the question was, who are thou? John understood the question, so he said, answered by saying, I'm not the what? I'm not the Christ. And they went further to ask him, are you the what? Prophet, prophet. probably they asked what? Are you that prophet? And that question, who are thou? That is one. And he understood, he said, I'm not the Christ. And then, are you that prophet? And then he said, And he answered, no. And then he said, no. Good. That is John. One. So, when we read from John chapter 1, verse uh, 19 to 21, to 23 the questions three questions and this were the the jews the elite i, I mean read but i would like to pick the questions are you elias are you who are thou and are you that prophet and what thrills me is that it looks like john understood their question and his answer is that the answer I want us to look at is, I am not the word, the Christ. Then we shall relate this thing to what Peter also said in uh, Matthew 16, that thou art the word, the Christ, the son of the living God. It's very important we look at these two, so that by the time I finish, the conclusion i'm drawing the conclusion before even i finish conclusion is what i'm introducing with conclusion the conclusion is that no matter our ecclesiastical position in the church hierarchy no matter how gifted and anointed that individual is in our whatever dispensation and i'm speaking with reference to our dispensation and even in the dispensation to come you can never be the word the christ that is the crux of this message and therefore it will be it will be uh, it will be dangerous on behalf of anybody or on the side of anybody to try to demand to be worshipped because of the position God has put you in as a clergy and then the gifts you are operating in. It doesn't make you the word, Christ, and you can never be the word. I can also never word be. So you are not the Christ, period.
whosoever is listening and no hum, fellow human being is the word is the christ and that's why peter told colonials in colonials house that get up i also i'm a man just like what you this spirit if any man of god anybody who claims to be a man of god if you cannot speak to church membership when membership make an attempt to worship you then you have a problem you are already corrupted by the devil but you think you are operating in gates and people are following you you are you are successful that is not it that is not it and you can we we look at also angels in revelations 22 verse 8 and what 9 and revelations 19 also verse 10 how angel also when uh, john made an attempt to worship them they were also in rapid response said don't do it we are also servants and they even went further to uh, advocate that you must worship what god and it is written thou shalt worship thy lord thy god and him only shall thou what shall thou save now are you the who are you are thou eli are thou the prophet he said no i am not the word christ so who is the christ the Christ is the Lord Jesus Christ. But what is the understanding of the Christ? Can we go to Matthew 16? Because theology, modern theology, will tell you that Christ means the word, the anointed word. One, uh, that does not convey the meaning. So we are going to use the grace of God upon us to explain the meaning of even what the theologians are saying, the anointed one. Uh-huh. We are going to break it down so we understand it. Because everybody is parading his anointed. And everybody anointed is anointed. And Christ is anointed. Then that means we are all what? Anointed. But that is not it. To the extent that some clergy even come out boldly to declare uh, they shouldn't be touched because they are what? anointed they quote when jesus christ quoted john luke 8 4 18 to spell out the assignment god has given him as a servant they quoted that they should be worshipped and they should not be tied that means when they go wrong we shouldn't talk about it we shouldn't even subject them to scrutiny like even scripture and join us to subject every spirit to scrutiny to see if it be of God. That is First John 4. And Revelations chapter 2, verse 2, Jesus commended the Ephesus church that uh, they, 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 they have subjected those who claim to be apostles but are not, and they cannot even bear with them. This was Jesus Christ talking. It's different from what we are hearing from what uh we have titled to be the big clergy in our dispensation jesus said the one who wants to be big rather should be what should be low he should be our servant and in order not to leave us in suspense with these things he said the son of man came to do what not to be saved but to do what to serve to the extent of sacrificing his word his blood as a ransom for the sins of many. And then uh, in John chapter 13, in John chapter 13, uh, we realize, still not to leave us in suspense, he washed the feet of the disciples. This is the kind of spirit that was displayed demonstrated by the authority of the church for us to emulate 
So we must examine every clergy, everybody who claims is a man of God, in line with the way Jesus Christ carried himself. So that if you are in a church and then the head pastor, as we call them, and then the junior pastors, as we classify some of them, he appears even in the temple and everybody's demeanor must change because if you don't change it, you'll be considered as arrogant and you can't be yourself when they are around. You must act to be considered to be humble. Then we are worshiping human beings. So we want to look at the authority of the church, Jesus Christ. So going straight to, I am not the Christ. You are not, no matter your position and your title, you are not the Christ. Whether it's manufactured synthetic title or God himself has given it to you, you are what? Not. Jeremiah and some of these things, they were made prophets even before they were put in their mother's womb. It did not still make them what? Their what? Their Christ. John the Baptist was anointed from the womb. And he told them, no, I am not the what? The Christ. So who is the Christ? And what is the meaning of the word? The Christ. Let's go to Matthew 16. So that we will not make a mistake in worshiping the clergy and church leadership in addition to God. Because it won't benefit us. And if there is enough time for this piece, I'm going to talk about the benefits of worshiping God. Because if you worship God, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me in time past that anything that you worship, you get the best out of it. If you decide to worship your head pastor in addition to God, you miss God. He will make you. You get benefits, glory, and honor from him. But mind you, that is not God made. Human being, you are, you are receiving from human being. And there is a difference between being man-made and being God-word made. That is what I describe as divine word design. And those who worship God in spirit and in truth, God ensures we become divine word design. Let's go on. Matthew 16, 13 down. Mm -hmm. When Jesus came into the coast no. of Caesarea Philippi. No, it's a long passage. Just pick the area where he said, what do people say that I am? Uh-huh. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Yeah, what do people say that the Son of what? Man. man am? Yeah, he referred to himself as the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. 14 and they said some say that thou art john the baptist john the baptist some who elias. claim who told them plain i'm not the christ uh-huh some elias some elijah and others jeremiah and others jeremiah is like they think you are one of the prophets mm -hmm. or one of the prophets exactly it's also stated there that is exactly the that was their thought perception about jesus christ uh-huh 15 he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? So Jesus wanted to probe you too. What do you also say that I am? 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. Then Simon said, Thou art the Christ. And that's what we are going to find the meaning to. The son of the world. Of the living God. Of the living God. These two statements, Thou art the world. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the world, the living God. That are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus went further to tell him that it is God that has given him what? Read that. 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, 
Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Exactly. God, you know God is spirit. So in other words, the spirit of God gave him that word. Revelation. So Peter understood what he wrote. What he wrote. He said, but we today, many of us don't understand it. And that's what, Lord, help me to explain it. That art word, Christ. The theologians say it means the anointed word. One. What about the son of the living word? God. They leave that one. No, they can't what? Explain that. The, that art the Christ simply means you are the anointed authority of what? God. What does it mean to be anointed authority? Everybody is anointed. Even me speaking here, I'm what? I'm anointed. But I am not authority. No matter your anointing, you are not what? The authority of the church. But we are if we remain as faithful servants, then we carry what? Authority. What is the meaning of authority? All along, Deuteronomy. What is it? 18. Moses then. 18. Is it 17? 18. Deuteronomy 18.18 Moses then prophesied that God will raise a word. Read exactly what he said. Deuteronomy 18.15 and 18. Verse 15 The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. That is authority. You see, a voice came from heaven to tell us that in our dispensation that according to scripture this is my beloved son listen to what him you see the son of the living god god also using the same word we are going to explain all of them today by the grace of god this is my beloved word son and god used the language the people word understood very well where it has no biological word connotation. They understood the Son of God to be a heavenly being that has been sent by God unto man to perform a divine assignment to the benefit of what? Man, you know, Jesus said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but I came that the world through me might be all saved. Exactly. So that was the language God used. And that is the revelation he gave to Peter. Thou art the son of the world, the living God. Before Jesus Christ came, they were very familiar with sons of world. God. You have it in Gen Gen Genesis 6. They use them to refer to angels and heavenly beings, basically what? Angels. So in Daniel chapter 3, when Nebuchadnezzar said, we're not three people put in the furnace, but I see a fourth person like the son of God. God. Nebuchadnezzar was talking about an angel. That it looks like the fourth person is an world. It's an angel. And as a matter of fact, if you go to Daniel 3, he said that in verse 25. And then explain himself in what? 28. What did Nebuchadnezzar say in verse 28? Daniel 3:28. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him. Good. And had delivered his servant that trusted in what? In him. You see, they understood worship and relationship with God. And so God spoke to them in the language they understood. So when he said, 
the son of God in Daniel 3.25. Some clergy say that was Jesus. That is not Jesus' word. That is not Jesus Christ. It's an angel. Just like Revelations, uh, Genesis chapter 6 also, they use the same thing as for what? Angels. So the son of God that God gave to Peter there, that Peter used, that at the Christ, the son of the living world, God, that means uh, we have seen several sons, angels, and all those things. Hebrews chapter 1 also make distinction between Jesus Christ and what? Angels. So, as for you, dear, you are the authoritative word, the authority, the son, the only one, the, 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 the peculiar one that God has sent. And whatever you do, whatever you say, is the word. The final is the final. That is author. That is authority. So you see the way uh, he commended the centurion. He said, I'm also a man under authority. That means I also have some, at least, human level word, authority. I say go, and they go. I say come, and they come. Under my own word, uh, jurisdiction, in terms of uh, an army officer and the, the battalion or whatever I command. And you, and you know the comment Jesus made, he said not even in Israel, those who are supposed to understand, have I found such a word? Faith. So to understand, and to understand and to know who Jesus Christ is, will build up the proper word, faith. So, that are the Christ, you are the sole anointed, single one, authority, the anointed authority. John the Baptist made some statement also. He said from him, that is uh, John 1, uh, Is it John 1 14 is, is full of grace and truth? Mm -hmm. And 16, and he said, We have all received of his, his fullness, have we all received? Exactly. We receive from him. So we are not the authority, but we receive from the world authority. That's why when you go to uh, Mark, Mark 2. He healing the paralytic. He said, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> and the religious, the religious elite had problem with it. And then Jesus made a statement. He said, which of them is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or get up and walk. None of them is easy to say. Go and meet a cripple and then tell him to get up and walk. He will become more crippled than he was. And you can't say, your sins are what? Because you are not what? The Christ, the anointed authority. What did Jesus Christ say about himself? Mark 2.10 But that he may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. That is authority. They were read. They were not happy and questioned within themselves. So Jesus gave the answer to what he perceived in their heart. I think verse 5, there about, verse 5, verse six. 6, uh huh. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. 7. Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Yeah. Who can forgive sins but God only? Exactly. That is authority. So, one thing Jesus Christ wants as to know and understand is authority, his authority. And God, he humbled himself. So God has given him that word, authority. Philippians 2 say, do he has a very high quality. 
in terms of divinity, but did not take on due advantage of it, humble himself. Therefore, God has exalted him and given him a name which is above every word. That means God has made him an word. Authority is just like they can be in a nation. There can be any ordinary word citizen but we go through we go through political system we go through elections once he's even your brother or your junior your younger brother and he goes through the political system and he's enthroned as the president igp army commander everything so they describe me as the commander ward in chief he's author Authority, but the IGP and the army commander is not an word. Authority, they carry authority if they follow the instructions of the president given under the constitution. That is how the thing works in God. So God have put Christ in a position uh, on earth, on heaven and under the earth everybody recognizes him as what authority but it's unfortunate demons even james said they know and they, they tremble we are in church claim we believe unfortunately the kind of leadership that we have are not helping us to see the world authority they are rather portraying themselves as what authority and not servants that is the unfortunate part so when you look at them as authority you miss god so that are the authority so joseph was moses said the prophesied right that as for him whatever he says is what find out there's a song say who has the final say jehovah has the final say i don't think we understand it when we send we send them whatever jesus christ says that is what final so he said human i have forgiven you neither do i condemn you go and see no more that is an authority that speaks like that mark one the people mark one the people check the verse they said no he speaks like authority come on Lord, give me divine energy to explain, to preach you as an authority. So that, uh, is that 19? Mark 22, rather. Uh -huh. Mark 1, 22. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, and not as the scribes. As a matter of fact, according to this theologian, the late their prince, he said nobody cast out demons in the Old Testament. So Jesus was the first one who cast out practice exorcism right in the temple. And the way he spoke, they say he speaks like what? An authority. An authority. And actually he was an authority. And they said he did, does not speak like a what? Exactly. When we speak, we must speak as people who are not what? authority but today many of our clergy are speaking as if they are what authority so i've heard people some claim they have even power to what bless no human being has power to bless check your bible even in christ he said we have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by christ's word jesus uh, genesis 39 verse 5 for the sake of joseph christ's word blessed at a point in time god wanted to bless israel he gave them the exact way that is what we have in the church our church word manual that is synthetic pronouncement most of them do not carry what blessing as we are being deceived to think it's like artificial flowers they don't produce scent they don't produce nectar they don't attract and therefore do not attract insect for what pollination but they look beautiful that is that is it so the christ you are the Christ. You are the anointed authority, the one that Moses was. 
prophesied about. You know, Philip told Nathaniel, John 1 45, they come. We have seen the one, Moses, in the law. And the prophets wrote what? About. That is what? Author, the authority. Thou art the Christ. So no matter your anointing, let us understand. No matter how individual is anointed and gifted, he's not the Christ. And I will teach you something about anointing and giftings that we don't know. So we tend to worship human beings in addition to God and we miss God. That means that is there, that is authority. And it's the sole authority. And then say, Thou art the word. The son of the living God simply means you are the sole authority. That is another emphasis. You are the one among all the angels that we know. We've heard upon Nebuchadnezzar's time and all those that came down to misbehave in Genesis. <laughs> That came down to misbehave in Genesis what? <laughs> oh my God. Genesis chapter 6. Among all them also, there is one, eh? You are the one who has come, God has sent from above to us to our benefit. That is the meaning of the two. Go to Hebrews 1, chapter 1. The writer was inspired to make distinction between Jesus and angels. That confirmed that statement Peter made. And then I will explain other things. Uh -huh. Hebrews, 1. Hebrews 1, reading from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1. God, who has sundry times and in diverse manners, speaking time past unto the God fathers, speaks, speaks to the fathers in diverse ways and manners. By the prophets. Mm -hmm. By the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Exactly, the authority. Whom he had appointed heir of all things. Yes, the last days, that is, we in the dispensation of the New Testament. By whom also he made the world. You see the divine appointment there. That was what I was trying to draw the analogy is that we know this thing to uh, Timothy Kofiahin. The moment the constitution, he goes through uh, constitutional processes, democratic processes, is put on the throne, he's sworn in, he's the president, and he's, he becomes what? Authority. That is exactly what Jesus Christ, uh, analogous to what God has made Jesus Christ. So every demons all recognize him, and you joke with him, you are joking with danger. You joke with Jesus Christ, you are joking with what? Danger. Just as is in a democratic government, you joke with the president and his commands and decrees. You are joking with what? You are looking for trouble for your world. You just detail the IGP, they should come and arrest you, and that is it. Mm -hmm. Jesus one is higher above every word, authority on this world. Earth. And that's why God disciplined Nebuchadnezzar. And that's why he disciplined the Pharaoh that to prove that there is authority above all world. Authority. God was trying to give us a preview of the position of the Lord world, Jesus Christ. Anywhere God dealt with uh, political leadership he was trying to give us a preview of the position of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you look at uh, somebody like Nebuchadnezzar, and you look at uh, Darius, no, you look at Darius and then Pharaoh, who, when they were looking for somebody to put in position among other criteria, gave preeminence to the spirit of God in the individual, as we see in Daniel 6, 3 and Genesis 41, verse 38, God honored it. And they were successful in their political award dispensation because they gave recognition to the authority of what Christ then. That was all preview of God's doing to enable us to see 
who Christ is so we can relate to him also to dominate and succeed in whatever endeavor of life that we engage in. That is the point. And here I cannot move away without talking about it. This secular political leadership looked for the spirit of God individual before they brought them into position. What qualities do our clergy look at from people before they recruit them into pastoral ministry and into church leadership? They will go and answer before God, the whatever way they are doing it. God gave me a revelation here, a church in Ghana here, and gave me a vision of how they recruit people from the church into the pastoral ministry. And God was not happy. It was an acceptable way. But if you go and tell them, they will, they will not take it. God revealed it to me here. What criteria, if you are clergy and you are listening to me, do you look at to recruit people into your world? If you are an entrepreneur and you are a disciple, you are a believer of Jesus Christ, which people do you listen to at your workplace? Is it the godly ones, those with the spirit of God in them, or the ungodly ones who are seeking for your glory? instead of the one that they get from God. There's a little advice there. Now, I was talking for 36 minutes. I've got to end at 45 minutes because this is a very serious issue. There is one thing people don't know. God gave gifts to the devil plus the spirit of Christ and the devil fell and God took the spirit of Christ and his word from the devil. Hmm. But it did not take the word, the gifts. So it is very common and possible for anybody believer to operate in the gifts God has given you and then the spirit of Christ will not be in what? Will not be in you. It's simple. When you misbehave, when we all misconduct ourselves, God can take the spirit of Christ out of us and then leave us with the word. Get so Psalm 51. David knew what he prayed for. He said, Take not thy Holy Spirit word from me. Restore unto me the joy of your thy word salvation and renew a right spirit world he knew what he prayed god can take it and leave you with the gifts so many people have become devilish incarnates they are just children of the devil but we see them as men of god and they are operating in world gifts but the spirit of christ has what left them one of their characteristics is when the Spirit of Christ left them, they portray themselves to be greater than what? Christ. That's where they talk. They have power to bless and they have power to anoint. And if you have problem, bring it to them. And the day that they die too, we shall take the problem to their grave. Is that what they are telling us? That is how you know the Spirit of Christ has left the world. Individual. He's left with oratory world power and the power of eloquence and is operating in gifts especially what we call today the prophetic right in Deuteronomy 18 the spirit of necromancy and divination they were practicing it what then because the devil came down with some of what these gifts and he gives them to his word his children so when God even gives it to you and he takes the spirit of Christ away, you become a Satan's word, child. And that's how come Matthew 7, they will mix a similar convincing submission and God will tell them, I don't know you, ye that wicked word, 
iniquity. You were operating in this. The spirit of Christ was not in world. You assume authority and did not carry my authority. And you use the church, your gifts, and everything to serve your own will, purposes, agenda, and interests, and not the purpose for which I sent I, Jesus Christ, came into the world. This is a serious issue. And it is important to note that anywhere Bible even talk about false prophets, he said many people will follow all them and false teachers. So the clergy who was genuine started well and is not corrupt in the sense that the devil has worked on his appetite. He's now looking for the world, the riches of the world, the king and the glories thereof. I said it in the previous teaching that when we talk about the temptation of world, Jesus Christ, we must begin to look at it as temptation of the world, of the church. He will show you, recorded in Matthew 4, is it not Matthew 4? He will show you the kingdom of the world and the glories thereof, even biblical ways you corrupt it so the bible sense of prosperity the devil will look at your appetite as a preacher and corrupt it to give it a different word connotation that will make us love the world and then the things world thereof and the pride of life so many of them are corrupt the spirit of christ has what has left them and that's why Jesus said, it's not the one mentioning the name word, Jesus, Jesus, but the one who doeth the will of word, God. So it's not the gifting, and it's not the crowd, and it's not the melody, and it's not the power of eloquence, and the teachings that's, that seem to deny word, Christ. Nice preaching. There's no Jesus in it. It's about the preacher, the preacher, and uh, the churches he has established and all that, and 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 then 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 and then 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 what they have done, what Jesus has not done anything. The number of people they have raised, Jesus has not raised what anybody. Then you know the spirit of God has left the preacher. So the Matthew sixteen that we read, the moment Peter said, "Thou the Christ, the Son of the Living God," he said. My father has revealed this thing. And he said that at Peter, theologians again, Petros, Petras, and this thing, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help us to understand anything. What Petros, Petras, rock and stone, it doesn't mean anything. He said you are Peter, that means you are ordinary human world. Being, just like you say, they think you are Elijah, you are Moses, and that thing. So he was telling that to you. As for you, Peter, you are an ordinary world, human world, being. That is the understanding. But upon what? That, in other words, you are not a human being like Jeremiah, uh, Elijah, and John the Baptist, and all these people, they are what? They are mentioning. But now that it has been revealed to you that I'm the authority that God sent from above, I am telling you, on this note, on this premises, this revelation, that is the basis upon which I am going to build the world, the church. When he said this thing, the Sahindrin, they were there. The Roman cabinet were all in existence. So you must understand, he was talking about people, the spiritual organism church, that were going to believe in him and he's going to raise to accomplish God's will and what? Purposes and exalt the name of Jesus Christ in the, in the eradication of what? Sin from humanity and replacement with his spirit and his word to govern, to govern our conduct while living on this earth. That will reflect when it takes place, reflect in our moral nature that governs our relationship with our fellow man. Looking at the population that go to church, throng to church on Sundays, Saturdays, and then the moral decadence in our contemporary world. I'm not, I'm not talking about the ungodly people. Among the 
we who go to church from clergy to laity. Jesus described our word as wicked and adulterous world generation. Sexual immorality and wickedness. If the clergy are not wicked, then listen to me here. How would they stress the blessings in Malachi 3 or 10 and neglect the blessings that God raised Jesus Christ in Acts what? 3.26 to turn us all from what? Iniquity. If they are not wicked and evil, how would they exalt that and let that blessings? So, if you look at the church we are doing today, the what do you call it? Let me conclude. I'll continue. Uh, 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 the, 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 the essence of the name of Jesus Christ, Matthew 121. His name will be called what? Jesus. He will save his people from what? Sin. Has is gradually losing its what? Significance. Church is no more about eradication of what? Sin. It's about gifts, 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 operation in gifts, crowd, money, operation in gifts, crowd, money, frequency to church, attendance, gatherings, operating. And 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 most cases, we don't talk about what? We mention his name, we don't talk about him. Seductive dressing alone in the church. And nothing seemed to disturb our 21st century clergy. Majority of them, those days, Second Peter 2.5, we are told Noah was a preacher of what? Righteousness. He preached. They didn't listen. Only his household and his what? His son's wives. Yeah, the house, the son's wives. I want to say something about the wives. We call them the what? The daughters in what? In law. Last time, the sons-in-law they made mockery of the word of god plus loved wife they perished but second peter 2 7 and 8 said lord a righteous man was disturbed by what he heard and saw that is their ungodly lives what disturbed the our 21st century clergy all they want is the crowd and then the word the money ungodliness does not disturb them so God spoke in Jeremiah 23. He said, if they were submissive to me and would hearken to my words, he was talking about the prophets of Jerusalem, the then clergy, they would have turned my people away from their word, their sins. Go there. It's very important. I conclude with this. The authority, the name of the authority, stands for eradication of what sin from what humanity is that what we are doing many of us are doing today read verse 14 which is true of many of our clergy today Jeremiah and church leadership uh-huh i have seen also in the prophets of jerusalem and horrible things. god is seeing horrible things they commit adultery and full of sexual immorality and tell lies. If it is not lies, how do you go and exalt the blessings in Malachi 3.10 and leave the blessings in Acts 3.26? But you read even Malachi 3.14 and the book of Malachi, the content of divine requirements in the book, they covet and seal all of them and single out Malachi 3 word 10. These people, men of God indeed, we are all here. Go on. Hey, if you worship the devil, he can offer you the world. So no clergy should boast about the material cost array, your magnificent temples, your airplanes, and those things that some of you boast about. Some of them might have, God might have given them genuinely for his purposes. But to some of them, for all you know, it's empty boastings. They are worshiping the devil and he's giving it to them. Today I have said it. I'm here. Uh-huh. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers. Exactly. 
They strengthened the hands of evil doers. They have made nonsense of the significance of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as authority of the church. That none that return from his wickedness. Exactly. All they are promoting is religion, church going, church going. They are not teaching us how to walk with God. Say, Enoch walked with God and he was not. He was translated. He did not die. Before he died, is it not Revelations 11.5? He had a testimonial that he pleased what? God. These are teaching us to please them. So we don't have faith. Many of us. Jesus also said it in John 5, what, 44, that if we seek honor from one another, especially when we, we, like the way we seek honor from our church leadership, what faith do we have? Your humility, your membership, your, 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 your zealousness, and your everything is based on the, what the clergy is saying about you. We seem not to bother about what God says about us. God is not going to take our church books and records and membership, uh, personal record forms and anything. He would throw all into the dustbin. He has his own recordings in heaven. Revelation said they brought the books, heavenly books. That is what God is going to work. That is divine word. Evaluation. That is divine evaluation. He's going to work with his own word. Evaluation. He's going to work with his own evaluation. So Enoch had a testimonial that he was, he pleased God. And the kind of faith that we even read in the Bible and especially in Hebrews 11, that God requires of it, seeks to please only all God. And Jesus Christ qualified it with the only God in John 5, 44. And they are manipulating us to please them, to satisfy what the appetite. No wonder the judgment, if they don't change, is waiting for them. Matthew 7. He says, they will make their submission and the Lord would reply, I don't know you. You didn't have my spirit. Else, you would have done what God is saying here. That is the sign of a true clergy. Read Jeremiah 23, 21-22. 21. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run. Good. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesy. Yes. 22. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doing. Exactly. That is the sign of a true war. Clergy. By their fruits, you shall know them. If you see the clergy and is more disturbed about the sinful behavior of people in church and is based on working so that people will be turned away from sins and to become godly people, produce godly personalities for God, that political leadership can even entrust with position, know that these people do, they are godly, like they did for Daniel and Joseph, then he is doing the pastoral job. Their products are what our political leadership bring into office and they go and mess up. These are the people. And 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 if they, they, the high time they change, the better it is for them. If they will listen to our messages that God has given us and they will tag us as arrogant, they should raise it to the power infinity kwakudia arrogant to the power infinity god is the one who evaluate me and all of us amen, amen.